Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. There are lies, and then there are little white lies. But when one lies about racist attacks, there's nothing at all little about that. And unfortunately, these type of lies about racism are becoming far too frequent. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. I had full intentions, full intentions of coming in and talking today about baseball postseason, talk about the Giants, talk about Daniel Jones, talk about, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Full intentions of doing so. But then I changed my mind because... There are these type of lies, which you heard me just mention. They are not little white lies. The very big, ugly lies. In fact, speaking of little white lies, I went to the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary for the definition of a white lie, a little white lie. White lie is a lie about a small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another person. You got that? A little white lie is a lie about a small or unimportant matter that someone tells to avoid hurting another person. And then we have this recent situation in Virginia, Northern Virginia, it's a private school, the um, Emanuel Christian School. The young girl... 12-year-old girl, Amari Allen, accused three boys of cutting her dreadlocks, holding her to the ground. One boy covered her mouth, held her down, told her she was ugly, called her her hair nappy, and told her that she was ugly. And when I first saw this story, I was watching with my wife. Uh, I think at the time, I, I think I was I had the NBC national news on. Uh, and, you know, it's a big deal. And I remember watching it and my skin was crawling. Like I looked at my wife. I said, man, oh, man, those, those three boys... Forget punished by the authorities. Like I'm saying, if I was their father, I'd beat their ass. Well, ass is when they got home. 
Uh, if I had w- had been accused of doing something like that when I was a kid, I might not live to see the next day. That's what my father would have done to me. And that that was how I felt. I was incensed. I wanted those kids, those three boys to have, for lack of a better term, to have this shit beat out of them. But then I found out something day or two later that the little girl lied. She made it up. Sixth grade, uh, sixth grader made that up. And I remember seeing she's raised by her, her grandparents or her legal guardians. And the, the uh, grandma and grandpa look like wonderful, wonderful people. You, you can see the hurt in the grandfather's eyes initially when his little girl is there telling the story. What happened to her? I mean, it, it's just it's just a dreadful, dreadful, awful story. If it was true. But and, you know, they played it up. Uh, for television, they they had the girl playing the violin. I mean, if we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, we want to show what kind of bright, educated, nice girl this is. But unfortunately, I, I I'm gonna correct myself. No. I'm not going to say, but unfortunately, it wasn't true. I'm going to say, but fortunately, it wasn't true. Glad that there was no truth to this. I'm not glad that the little girl lied, but I'm glad there there was no truth to this. And the reason I feel it's so important to talk about this is... These type of incidents are happening too frequently. I don't I don't think I have to remind anybody unless you've been on the planet Mars and out of Earth's atmosphere. I don't think I have to tell anybody about uh, Jesse Smollett. And there's something about You know, this is a country that has enough problems. We have enough racism. We have enough racial tension and problems. We don't need this kind of stuff going on. And it really bothers me that a 12-year-old girl feels that she has to make up a lie like this. And it really is a terrible, vicious lie. Because it's not just a lie within a school. It's a lie that will divide a country. It becomes a rush to judgment. And you know what, folks? I'm as guilty as anybody In rushing to judgment. You don't have to be white or black. Or in this instance, you don't have to be black. To feel when you initially heard the story, you want to rush to judgment. You want immediate action to these three little miserable bastards who would do something like this to this poor girl. 
because that's how I felt. And you know what? I felt the same damn exact way when I initially heard that story about Jussie Smollett. Black guy who's gay. Why that, why, why can't people leave him alone? Who, who needs this? And it was all bullshit. But that's what these type of lies do. That's what these type of lies do. They ain't no little white lies. You know, I wanted to start off by defining them as big black lies. But I don't I don't like labeling it that way. Because it's all encompassing and I don't like doing that. But these were lies from black folks. And it's terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. And my concern is there's too much of this, there's too much of this going on in this country. It is so divisive, it's terrible. Now, I will say this to the, uh, the grandparents of this 12-year-old young lady, young girl, Amari Allen, I commend them in the way they handled it, the aftermath. I'll just read you a comment from the grandparents. To those young boys and their parents, we sincerely apologize for the pain and anxiety these allegations have caused. To the administrators and families of the Emanuel Christian School, we are sorry for the damage this incident has done to trust within the school family and the undue scorn it has brought to the school. To the broader community who rallied in such passionate support for our daughter, we apologize for betraying your trust. We understand there will be consequences and we're prepared to take responsibility for them. We know that it will take time to heal and we hope and pray that the boys, their families, the school and the broader community will be able to forgive us in time. It's a very sincere comment by the grandparents. Very sincere. I, I, my, heart breaks for, my heart breaks for them as much now as it did when I watched them sitting with their granddaughter, because she really is their granddaughter. She's, uh, um, they're the grandparents. My heart's broke just as initially when they thought she was attacked. But now is the aftermath. So now they're sitting with their granddaughter at home. God knows what they're saying to her or talking to her. And where the hell does this come from? That's the question that needs to be asked. And and how the hell does it get straightened out? Because now, I mean, has has that girl go to school and face those kids? See, now you're going to have a racist situation. If you didn't have a racist situation before... You're going to unfortunately have a racist situation now. Because now that, that girl, she's going back. It's a private school. She's going to go to school. And what? how are people going to look at her? How are people going to look at her? W- with affection? No, I don't think so. With disdain? Yeah. 
And could you blame any fellow students for, for not feeling the disdain? We're talking about kids here who were accused. Not only is it terrible, terrible to be accused of doing something that you didn't do, but how scary is it? You're accused of something that be, that's become a national story? And I'll go back 30 years. Maybe it's 31 years now. The Tawana Brawley story. Country was ripped apart. Certainly New York was ripped apart. Made up bullshit. And, and that's how Al Sharpton came to prominence. And to this day, I don't buy anything Al Sharpton says based on that. Like, as far as I'm concerned, he's got no credibility. That was the Tawana Brawley story. Then you had the, the Jesse Smollett story. And there's another incident that happened awful incident and uh the reason i got so into it because i happened to be i think it it was december 30th or 31st uh 2018 i was filling in for bernie and sid on a holiday at, at wabc here and um there was a young girl in uh houston I think six-year-old girl Jasmine Barnes. She was in a car with her sisters and her mom. And somebody shot into the car. And Jasmine Barnes was killed. Terrible, terrible, ugly story. No, no family should have to. I think it was she was in the car with, I think three, three other sisters. The oldest might have been fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I'm not sure. I don't have it right in front of me. But her name is Jasmine Barnes. Was Jasmine Barnes? Anyway, while they spoke to the witnesses, and they spoke to the girls, the sisters in the car, and. One of the sisters, who was the oldest sister, said that the girl was killed. She remembers it, it, she remembers it was a red truck. And it was a white man with a hood on. And the sister remembers looking into the man's eyes. To see his blue eyes. And that was the shooter. Okay, that was the witness. I'm telling Jasmine Barnes, look it up. She she was killed on, it was either December 30th or 31st of 2018. uh, 2018. And I I remember the composite sketch came out. And again, I had the same, you know, I'm saying, why would some asshole shoot into a car like that? 
what kind of like animal? And I'm thinking some some racist redneck piece of shit. Then the cops made their arrest. I don't I don't even think it was a week later. A few days later, three, four days, whatever the hell it was. Not one, but the two people who were arrested were both black. The sister looked into the white man's eyes, his blue eyes. You understand what I'm saying, folks? Now, listen, no family, not yours, not mine, not my buddy Crash here, who takes such good care of me at the controls, nobody should have to go through that awful experience. A nightmare of all nightmares. At the same time, though, the accusation that I looked into the man's eyes, and he was white and saw his blue eyes, and then a couple of days later, the suspects, they're arrested, they're both black. I'm I'm sorry. That's a hard one for me to swallow. It was a hard one for me to swallow then. It still is now. This is what racism does. This is what racism does. Now, I'm sure that that sister, you know, her her little sister, her baby sister was killed. But how do you make the mistake of a white guy in a hood with blue eyes you looked into his eyes and saw, and these two black guys get arrested. No pun intended. Something's not kosher here. It's too, too, far too easy for the racism to come up. It's far too easy. And here's what the problem is. The Jesse Smollett situations, this situation, this this girl, you know what it does? Amari Allen is her name. It feeds the racists. It gives them fodder. It, it, you know, it, it gives the yahoos something to say. You see? See what I'm telling you about? They ain't no good. That's what the problem is. You know, I give full marks to the, um, in Virginia, the uh, NAACP in Fairfax County, after this happened with this young girl, they issued a statement um, praising how things were handled. You know, they, they were glad that this... You know, they, they said that this charge was false, but they also cautioned. You know, they, they had thanked the police for getting to the bottom of this quickly. But then they came out with this statement. Too often in these rare instances of fabricated hate crimes, critics use a broad brush to claim racially motivated crimes are virtually non-existent. This is demonstrably wrong. 
data from numerous sources, including the Anti-Defamation League, the FBI, and the Justice, Justice Department, shows bias-motivated crimes are on the rise year over year. Hey, I agree. But it works both ways. I, I mean, I know there are racially motivated crimes perpetrated against blacks. I know that. Those are the things that help divide this country. But there are also motion... There are also crimes, racist crimes, that are for real, perpetrated by blacks against whites. And I use this latest 12-year-old girl as an example. You know, I'll go to the Jesse Smollett thing once again. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Jesse Smollett didn't serve a day in the slammer. Let me tell you something. If a white person, if Jesse Smollett was white and accused blacks of doing what he said they did to him, okay, if, if he was white, and he was let off scot-free. You know what kind of protesting would have gone on in this country? Now, I'm not remotely suggesting, so I don't want anybody reacting that way. I'm not suggesting that this 12-year-old girl should be put in jail. I'm not even suggesting she should be thrown out of school. Which, mind you... If that were to happen, tough, life's a bitch. There are consequences for one's actions. But also the media is responsible for this kind of stuff. And why do I say the media is responsible Because here I was watching just the other night, last night, when when I find out that it's a false accusation. And, you know, it's the same thing like a retraction in in the newspaper. It's front page when it happens. But the retraction is like on page 11 in, in a corner someplace. And by the way, you know, the story that I mentioned about this Jasmine Barnes the six-year-old girl who was killed in Houston, it was national news, front-page news. When we found out that they were two black guys who were the killers, then it was like, eh, don't matter. You know know what the problem is? Because here's what, you've heard me say this on my podcast before, it's, it's like quarterback controversies. 
Same same as racism. Racism becomes sexy, especially black, white racism becomes sexy. It becomes enticing. It's titillating. It, it's clickbait. Let's talk about it. Let's get readers. Let it, 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 it creates tension and anxiety. That's what it does. It's terrible. Now, I don't know what's going to happen to this young girl. But she needs to be sat down. She needs to be spoken to. There are consequences. Listen, a 12-year-old girl is a 12... When you're 12 years old, you know what's right and wrong. Nobody's got to tell you what's right and wrong. You know what's right and wrong. There's got to be consequences for those actions. And, and I don't know, again, I don't know what is going on. I do not know what the school has planned. I don't know. I mean, the, 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 those grandparents, to me, have handled it in an A++ manner. They've said all the right things, showing a great deal of remorse. I mean, it's, it's got to be awful for them. I mean, you, you know, my heart breaks for them. It really does. But that girl needs to, you know, there's got to be consequences. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she needs to sit down in a room with those three boys that she accused and she needs to not ask for forgiveness she needs to beg for forgiveness she needs to explain why you know they talk about healing You know, they say, you know, you you can't get better unless you can forgive yourself for things you've done. Well, if she's going to forgive herself, if she's going to grow up to be a proper young lady, she's got to know what she did was bad, bad, wrong. It was evil. I mean, who knows what could have happened to those three boys? Again, those three boys, how about some angry black folks wanted to get at those three boys when they initially heard this? How about that? What could have happened because of this? Somebody might have been killed because of this. You could have had race riots because of this. But I remember when they, I remember like, when I saw this story, they talk, they's got the girl sitting down with her grandparents, but they made sure they showed a girl playing violin, you know, showing she's a bright young girl. Isn't this a sweet girl? This poor girl, what this had to happen to it. They played it up really well. Well, I want to see the media 
locally and nationally play this up as well. You, you know, when we talk about gun control and the media getting on it, and I'm all for it. <laughs> Amen. Raise your hands. I mean, I'm all for it. Just like I'm all for putting an end to these kind of lies, this kind of bullshit. And I, I think the national media has to make a big deal about this. And I think the national media has to make a point of saying it don't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're blue, if you're green, if you're yellow, brown, whatever. You start lying about racism. It's like playing with a stick of dynamite. It's like throwing a hand grenade into a room loaded with people. Nothing's going to happen but an explosion. Nothing good can happen out of this. Just an awful, awful, awful situation. And I, I really would like to see what the local, what, not, no, not local, what the media does with this. Don't put it, don't put it as a little retraction someplace. Oh, by the way, what we said, that, that's false. See, when it happens, it's a big deal. It's a national story. If you believe it's true. But then the retraction, oh, okay, yeah, well, so... It, it wasn't a white-on-black crime. Okay, so then it's not a big deal. But when you thought it was, it was a big deal. As I said, let's stop the bullshit, let's stop the hypocrisy, and call it the way it is. That's enough of that, and that's a wrap here, folks. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I would like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on this podcast. You can uh, tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can tell me on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My thanks, as always, to the big man across the way, Crash, who takes such good care of me, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my outstanding OG podcast producer, Tim Heinekel, 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi, his outstanding assistant Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to all of you people out there, because without all of you people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.